Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and this week we are talking multi-sport stuff. Not just bike talk, but swimming and running as well. And here's the scoop. While it's not only super cool to have giant events to motivate, inspire, and even simply entertain us, We've got so many massive events and races that may kickstart our training, inspire our goals, and I'm talking about biggies like Leadville 100 or Schwamigan 40, Gravel Worlds or Mid-South Gravel. But let's think even bigger than that, like the Tour de France or the Olympics even. In triathlon, events are dominated by Ironman series, especially the iconic Ironman World Championships traditionally held in Kona. As we think about events like that, we think, why not, right? We can dream. Let me switch to yet another sport, downhill skiing. When I was a kid growing up in Iowa, I watched downhill ski legends Ingemar Stenmark and Franz Klammer, as well as Americans Phil and Steve Mayer shred the gates in the Olympics or even at some of the classic ski races like the Hanukkah downhill in Kitzbühel, Austria. Though I lived in Iowa, we had a decent little hill in our backyard where I could literally set up gates, build a start house and have some awesome jumps. I had big dreams as a result of watching those big races. I sent a letter with a dollar donation to the U.S. ski team asking what I need to do to ski in the Olympics. They were kind enough to reply, sent me a sticker and a patch, and they suggested that I might consider moving to a place with a competitive ski club and start with some local racing. While I never did make it to the Olympics, I am still an avid skier and I probably get 20 days on the slopes each year. Even if most of those days are on our local hill at Seven Oaks where a full lap can be made in less than three minutes. Regardless, I love it. And having access to my small local hill helps me prepare for a week in the mountains where I can spend my time hitting the steep and deep instead of spending a couple of days getting my ski legs under me. My backyard gave me the dream of Olympic glory, and my dream caused me to ski whenever and wherever I could, and the sport has turned into a lifelong activity I thoroughly enjoy with my whole family, and I hope to continue to do so for many more years. But back to cycling and triathlon. Recently, and yes, I know there has been a pandemic, but even prior to that, there have been a lot of local events go by the wayside. Even as events such as the Ironman, Unbound, and the Belgian Waffle Ride have grown. The the participants are there, but for how long? Grassroots events are needed to help bring people into the sport and help those in the sport hone their skills at every level from the age groupers to the pros. Recently, I spent some time at a thriving local triathlon and I talked to a handful of folks about how they feel about local events, as well as their experience on race day. And I couldn't help but talk about their bikes as well. We're going to hear from a few professionals and some amateurs, including the winner of the age group division, as well as an athlete who also serves on the committee that helps organize a race, which, by the way, is the Ames Triathlon. I also talked to a guy who did some crazy thing a few years ago. Holy moly, wait till you hear this. 
And finally, we'll wrap up by going back a couple of years and talk to somebody from the Iowa State University triathlon team and some first-time racers to see how their experience in their first race was. But first, let's start with the mayor of Ames, John Hala, who, in addition to welcoming everyone to the Ames Triathlon, will introduce race director Tim and Keisha Place-Fensel. Following Tim and Keisha, we'll visit with professional triathletes Tyson Wheeland, Jess Smith, and Diamond Bikes founder and owner T.J. Tollickson. All those of you who are not from Ames, welcome to Ames. Um, those that are from Ames, isn't this an awesome opportunity to be here in Ames and have a great event in our community. Um, welcome to the fourth annual uh, triathlon. And uh, we, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tim and Keisha gave me some talking points, but before I say anything else, I just want to thank them for all of their efforts to get this thing organized. For Tim and Keisha. So I mentioned this last year. Um, this is the only time anyone can swim in Hayden, Hayden Lake. The only time. So you guys get the uh, privilege of doing that. So anyway, um, if you see over here this uh, accessible kayak launch, you guys have helped pay for that. That cost about $91,000. The city put in 50, and then everything else came from donations. Thank you very much. My Tim told me that you guys gave him about $3,000, and you're giving some this time as well, too. So um, thank you to the uh, all of the sponsors, the food and beverage. The, uh, there's, I guess there's 50 people or 50 different uh, prizes. Um, and in addition, thank you to EMS, fire, all the other individuals, the volunteers that helped them put this on. So, I know you're not here to listen to me. I'm not going to talk any longer. I wish you a very successful race, a safe race. And again, thank you for coming to Ames and look forward to seeing you next year at the 5th Annual. Uh, hey guys, wrapping up another fourth, is this the fourth? Fourth annual Ames Triathlon. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Tired. How many hours of sleep are you ready for? 40. What time were you guys here this morning? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I wasn't awake at 4 a.m. So we were here until about 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. Too, so. Time for a three-hour nap and then come back to work. Yeah. Uh, a little windy, but otherwise, I mean, it was great weather for the run. Yeah, perfect. Oh. It really modeled the weather that we had two weeks ago in Des Moines for the 70.3 event. Uh, choppy swim, uh, pressureful bike, and then really good for the run. Um, I think for the most part, um, the complaints were for the bike, which is pretty typical. Uh, but yeah, it was great for the run. Awesome. Uh, tell me, so first of all, this is the only time people get to swim in this lake throughout the year, the one, the one shot. It's a beautiful, I heard nothing but good comments about this lake. Tell us about your relationship with this lake and the city and how this all works out. So it was really slow at first. There was a lot of pushback. Being a 20 year old body of water in an old rock quarry, 
that is a no-swim body of water. But I think the proof is in our numbers. There's interest. Uh, we're gaining traction, certainly with the city, uh, with the neighbors, with the community, knowing what it can bring. Um, it, it's a hidden gem. I wish there was more opportunity, but that might come. You know, with with, uh, with community support, with racer support, and uh, it wasn't an easy start. That's definitely uh, for certain. But I think we're here. We're here to stay, and we're here to grow and make it make it better every year. It has gotten uh, bigger every year. What was your numbers this year? 384 athletes this year. That's awesome. How do you get them? Like, what, what's your key to growing every year? Um, I think a big part of it is word of mouth from other athletes who have done the race before and just share their experience and how much they've enjoyed the race. Um, I think another big part of it is we try and bring on sponsorships through the community and as a result of that they share um, with their clients, with their friends, with their family, their neighbors, everybody, um, how great of an event it is. And um, just the Tri community is super expansive and we get ISU Triathlon Club involved and they spread the word to their collegiate club, other collegiate club friends and just Word of mouth, I think, is, is one of the biggest ones. We do social media, um, but I think word of mouth is probably the biggest for, for how it's grown so much. Uh, Tyson, great job today. Ooh la la, you guys made that a race? Oh, we sure did. No, it was a great day out there. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited TJ joined last minute so we could have a, a good little battle. Of course, uh, second place is a little rough, but you know when I race like I did today, it's it's hard to say I could ask for much more. So yeah, well, it was. Uh, I mean, you made it spectator friendly. It was fun to watch. You guys came out of the water, right together. He was on your heels, and then uh, I think you were just ahead of him coming out of transition. Is that right? Yeah. So I knew that he was going to be uh, he's going to be a force to reckon on the bike, and so my plan was to at least try to get to the top of the hill ahead of him. Um, I knew that was a slightly more technical area. Uh, I probably move just a, a touch quicker in those like you know transaction exits stuff like that so getting up to that main road in the lead was my goal and I, I accomplished that and then yeah he started putting it into me after that so did you try and hang I mean I, were you I did uh, I did realize that he was gonna be moving faster so after he kind of got a little bit of a gap um, I actually set out to make sure my my shoes were tightened better my bo my bottle was set up so I was more arrows so making sure that you know I'm doing everything I can to be as fast as I can to minimize the damage. So, dig it. Um, he had, uh, I heard, two minutes on you. That is correct. Went into the run. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was what? Ten seconds. I didn't look at your time. You were right behind him. Uh, about, yeah, about twenty seconds back. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, it was tough to see two minutes, especially since I, I did start to minimize the damage. Um, I got about eight miles in, and I was about ninety seconds down, and then I only lost another forty over the next seven. So it's like. Okay, if I would have biked a little better the first half, I would have been better off, but uh, that wind killed me, man. That wind was rough, but yeah. I'm two minutes down, and I still believed I could catch him. Um, so that's something, right? Oh, dude, you did great. For, yeah. For sure. For sure. So this is a, kind of a great little triathlon. Uh, Ada Hayden is open one day a year for yep. swimming, and it's today at the triathlon, yeah. uh, which is cool to see. Um, you know, we've lost Hickory Grove. We've lost uh, Bluff Creek. We've lost uh, 
Big Creek, we've lost, like a lot of triathlons have gone by the wayside, yet the big ones seems, seem to be thriving. So I don't feel like the sport of triathlon is in a downswing, but it certainly seems like the grassroots triathlons might be. Um, what's your take on all that? So I think we're, we're in a transition period. Um, you know, I think this is not only a triathlon thing. Uh, this is a triathlon, road racing, like you're seeing a lot of the older races passing hands uh, to newer generations. And so there's kind of maybe just a gap. I think that, that you're gonna start to see some new races come up and that's, uh, you know, I think I've got my hand in at least one of those that's gonna be coming up. So I love grassroots races. This stuff is amazing. You know, Ames, obviously you get a chance to swim in A to Hayden once a year and it's here. So um, an opportunity that you don't always get. And so. I think it's it's also super cool from a pro side. I you know don't always get to interact with the uh, the age group athletes as much, but when I come to these grassroots races, it's like I got everyone that knows me. Everyone's asking questions, you know, and I get a, to just have fun. You know, it's fun. I uh, I think they're they're crucial when it comes to triathlon. So hopefully they stay around. I hope we're seeing a lot more coming back, um, even though we've lost a few. Um, and the ones that are here, hopefully they get better. Awesome. Um, This is Dave. I'm curious about your bike. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your bike. Your bike is, uh, I, I can't even tell you what kind it is. Yeah, so it's a Ventum, um, and it, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's an interesting design. You know, the front two guys obviously had their weird bikes. You've got the Diamond and you got the Ventum, um, kind of the the mix match because he's got the uh, the down tube and I don't. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's been a work in progress. The bike I've made it over the last ten years. I've modified it. I've got um, some of my own personal modifications. Just uh, I'm an engineer by trade, and so um, the front the front end is designed by me, and it's going to get better and faster. So yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that, and it's interesting to watch you and TJ duke it out, because he's riding a Diamond, which yep. is a company he founded, and uh, he really began that company by modifying the front end. Yep. He's yeah. an engineer by trade, oh, yeah. and a bike company uh, came out of it. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, I mean, he's always an inspiration to myself. I mean, he's innovative. Uh, back when he was first starting to modify stuff, he, he took nut cups and put them as elbow pads to make it more aero, and, you know, there's just, like, countless stories of stuff like that, and... Hopefully, I'm doing something similar with uh, you know everything I'm modifying, getting really to know the bike, and you know when I'm you know around his age, I'll be biking hopefully faster. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, mark that date down. What's the yeah, date today? I mean, he's 43 years old and he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully prior to that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Great to see you out here. Always fun. Uh, put on a good show. Yeah. It's a great race. Another I don't know another half mile and it would have been a sprint for the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll just have to race again and see what happens next time so Love thanks that. for thanks for chatting you bet I'm Jess Smith, and I live in Clive, Iowa. Awesome. Almost a hometown race here. Almost. Good to see you so back close. again as well. I know you're um, a fan of the, uh, the Ames Triathlon. Oh, I love it. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the race today. Uh, very windy. Yeah. How was the water? Was the water rough? Did that? Uh, you know, I was surprised the water, even though the wind really kicked up before this one started, the, the wind wasn't that bad in the water. It wasn't, I mean, there's a little bit of chop, and you could feel the current coming back in, but... Um, really pretty smooth considering how windy it was outside. Yeah. yeah. Are you happy with your swim? You yeah, good? yeah, it felt good. I, I lost the I lost the big boys right away, but that's to be expected. So they, I 
I swim with Tyson and TJ at Masters, and they kill me every day. So, um, you know, just made me feel right at home. <laughs> Did you try to uh, hang on their heels? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm maybe like 50 yards, and then they were gone. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, it was fun to watch those two battle it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a good race. Yeah. It was actually, it was a very good race. Yeah. Um, Talk about wind. How was that bike ride today? Uh, yeah, it was a lot more fun when you had the tailwind, for sure. Um, you know, I'm small anyway. I'm only 5'4", and uh, not a lot of weight anchoring down. Uh, so I just felt like I was getting blown all over the road. But, you know, you get the tailwind, and then it's then you just it's the best time ever. So just riding from tailwind to tailwind, that's what it was. <laughs> what? Uh, how deep a dish are your uh, wheels? Uh, so they're, like... Were you running I'm, deep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, so I didn't have a disc wheel, but I had uh, like 78. Yeah. So you probably were getting blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty deep, but yeah. Um, it's almost chilly. You're wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. Is that a treat on the run? Yeah, no, it was. It's a, it's still humid, so you you feel like you're, you know, sweating, still sweating pretty good. But um, but yeah, it wasn't hot. I I realized I barely had any hydration, and which is unusual. Um, didn't really need anything on the run, so yeah, it was kind of, especially given the hot temperatures we've had, it was nice to have some cool weather. Kind of a treat. Kind of done without the wind, but. Right, right. So let's talk about Ames Triathlon specifically. It's one of uh, kind of a handful of call it grassroots locally mm -hmm. organized events um what's your take on like where triathlon is sitting at the moment event wise um well i mean i don't think it's any secret iron man kind of has a, a stranglehold on you know the half iron man and iron man distance events um and they run a great race but you know you come to these local events and it's so fun i mean it feels like a hometown race i know tons of people you see them you know you see them from race to race you can sleep in your own bed um, um, the Ames Try is so well run, you know, the, the <laughs> post-race snacks are great and, you know, it's just a, a really fun atmosphere and I think it's really welcoming to newer triathletes. I think sometimes bigger races can seem a little bit intimidating, um, but, you know, this is such a fun race for me as a pro. I've been doing it forever and then, you know, I felt like it's a really great opportunity for those first-timers to get out here as well because it's really, um, you know, easy logistically and really well set up to take care the athletes that have never done it before so um i you know I, I do the big events because that's kind of where the you know the pro fields are and the money is but um these are my favorite for sure you know talk about that a little bit because um you know races like iron man do need people to sign up for them yep but you don't do that as your first event so talk about the importance for a first timer do you remember your very first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually the first the first triathlon I signed up for was uh, Florida 70.3 um, and I just thought why not do a half Ironman and I had some teammates I, I started training with the team in Dallas and I had some teammates say have you done a triathlon before and I said no <laughs> and they said a half Ironman are you sure? Do you maybe want to jump into an Olympic and I was like why? You know but a bunch of them were doing a kind of a local grassroots Olympic and Texas and said well why don't you come do this with us you know get your feet wet and I, I mean I was really glad I did because there were a lot of logistical things the you know transition and setting all that up and um, 
that I, you know, hadn't been through before, and I, you know what, you kind of know what you're supposed to do, but until you've gone through it, it can be a little intimidating and overwhelming, and, you know, just to have some people that had done it before kind of walk me through, okay, this is where you put your shoes, and set out your socks, and all of these little things, and so, I mean, I remember my first one so vividly, and, um, you know, and now I just like to pay that forward, so anytime I, you know, talk to somebody who's never done it before, you know, I, I coach athletes, but I love talking with people that, um, you know, are just getting into the sport and talking through how to how to get through that first one. And these are great events to to kind of break the seal. It, they really are. And and when you as you describe all that, I haven't done a triathlon in a number of years. However, like it's it takes practice to find your bike. Yeah. To know where your bike is going to be when you oh, come running out of the. And I've made every mistake there is to be made. I mean, I've definitely lost my bike in transition before. I mean, that's one. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite things that they have special pro racks in most races. And so I just, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm there. That's where I go. Um, and they're usually at the beginning or the end. Um, but when I, you know, when I was racing age group and you get in the middle racks, sometimes, you know, and you, you have to remember what row I've done counting before. Like I put colored things like on the rack to, to figure out where my bike is. So yeah, it's definitely a trick. And races like this are the best place to practice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, even if you're a seasoned triathlete, it's, you can't mimic racing in training, right? And so there's no better way to gain fitness than doing a local race as a, as a training day. Um, just getting out and having fun and putting in a hard effort. And, you know, even if it's not your goal for the season, it can help you get there. So. Awesome. Uh, describe your bike. What are you riding? Uh, so I ride a Quintana Roo. Um, it's a VPR series bike. Um, I've got NV wheels that are uh, 78s. And, uh, yeah, QR has been supporting me since 2012 so they have been an amazing bike partner I love I absolutely love the bike I'm really small um, so it's hard for me to find a bike that fits well um, but QRs are really adjustable and um, so it helps me even me with short legs be able to get into a good arrow position so I love it thanks and uh, congratulations today. thank you, See you on the podium. thank you Dave What's up, TJ? How are you doing? Great. What is your name and where are you from? TJ Tollickson, Des Moines, Iowa. Awesome. Good to see you out here in Ames today. Dude, that was a fun race. You and Tyson uh, dueled, dueling banjos today. That was super fun. Yeah, thanks. No, I, yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> a couple years retired from serious uh, competition, but I uh, wanted to come out here and, you know, I swim with Tyson a few days a week, so uh, I kind of know where my swim fitness is on that and, uh, Again, I knew my strength was going to be the bike, and it happened to be a day that really played to my strengths because it was extra windy. So uh, I used everything that I could to uh, to my advantage, and I ended up having about a two-minute lead off the bike. And then, man, at the end, I was 20 seconds, right? So uh, he was putting huge amounts of time into me at the end, and obviously that's his strength is the run. So, um, yeah, it was a good race. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, were you, like, I don't know what you're, uh, fitness routine has been lately, how much you're working versus running and working out, but how was that run? I was curious if you would be like flying or 
are struggling. Yeah, no, I was struggling. Uh, no, I, my, my average run, I, I, uh, I do a bunch of one mile runs during the week with the uh, little kids that I coach in triathlon and that's about it. Uh, I upload everything on Strava, so I'm, I'm not secret training or anything. You can see that I'm like a 10 hour a week kind of guy right now and four and a half of that's usually in the pool. So uh, I, don't do, I don't do a lot of training, but for a sprint, uh, I don't need a lot. And again, I knew like all I was really going to be able to do was come out and bike pretty fast and then hang on in the run. So yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah, you know it's fun to see. I know you are a Joe Ironman. You've done a bunch of Ironmans and um, been part of that world for a long time. But it's fun to come down like age group. Oh yeah. Like that being said, like a lot of triathlons have gone by the wayside. Bob Creek and Hickory Grove and um, Copper uh, Creek, Big, Big Creek, Creek, yeah. Creek, yeah. Uh, all gone. But it's nice to see Ames and. Uh, Pigman's still around, which is awesome. Quad Cities is back now. Quad Cities Triathlon yeah, was just last year, weekend. Yeah, yep, that's right, that's right. So talk about the importance of local tries, local grassroots stuff. I mean, that's how we got involved with the sport, right? And so uh, everybody, you know, my my first race back around here was the Cornman Triathlon, you know, in Gladbrook, Iowa, right? And so, like, that's how you get involved in, in, in the sport. And uh, when I was in high school, I was on a relay team uh, with my cousin Eric Lambie from Ames here and my sister and I had a couple different swimmers through the years but uh, you get involved with the sport from the grassroots level and then you get caught up into these big races and Ironman productions and that's great to make a career out of but this is actually what the sport is about and it's really cool to you know be retired and to come back here and uh, be a part of a grassroots race and and hopefully bring some more of these races back. Yeah for sure we'd love to see that. So to be fair, I asked Tyson about his bike. I gotta ask you about your bike. Sure. What are you riding? I didn't see what kind of bike you were on today. Yeah, so I've got a brand new. I, I just built it this week, and it's pretty. It, by it was the way. thanks. It was it was funny. Uh, <laughs> They asked me if I'd come do this race, and uh, Steve called me, and I was like, uh, yeah, and I had to think about this because my bike was going to Coeur d'Alene for the Ironman in the Diamond Van with Jordan, and so I was like, uh, yeah, I think we can make that work. So my old bike is actually in Coeur d'Alene. It's actually on the way home today uh, from Coeur d'Alene, but uh, so we threw one together just this last week and uh, raced a brand new bike, and yeah, it was good. So I'm on a diamond mogul. I had SRAM red uh, components, uh, 52 one by with a 1033 uh, cassette on the back. Um, I have my own custom cups on there, and Nut yeah. Cups? Uh, was talking it's about all, it's all cups. it's all carbon now. Yeah, it's all carbon now. Were they molded after nut cups? Uh, yeah, I mean that was the original. We're actual nut cups, so sure. you know now we're uh, a little more advanced with our carbon fiber production. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. You know, it began with the nut cups, diamond, yeah, and uh, evolved into your frame. Uh, and now you've got a gravel bike. Although I see it on gravel the road bike, board. road bike. I got uh, mountain now, bike, hardtails. Yeah, um, it's quite a line. That's awesome. Like, where's what's your dream? Where's all that come from? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's been tough because the triathlon market has seen a pretty big decline uh, since we started the company, and you know we can't just play in triathlon market anymore and uh, I think we've seen that the average triathlete from 15 years ago doesn't do a lot of triathlon anymore they they 
ride gravel bikes, they ride mountain bikes, they ride road bikes, and so being able to still offer something for that customer, um, yeah, and, and have a unique solution for them. And so, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I think we'll continue to build, and I, I see us, you know, staying in the high end of things, right? Because that's that's kind of the specialty and the, the niche that we carved out. I I don't see us making thousand dollar complete bikes anytime soon, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to continue to grow, and uh, might even get into some e-bikes here soon. So we'll see. Well, all right, call me when you do. Yeah, I, I got to figure out a way to keep up with my wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks, man. Good to see right. you out here. Fun yeah. race. It was, yeah. It was a good spectator race today. Yeah. So thank awesome. Thank you very yeah. much for Thank you, that. Dave. Yeah. Uh, first of all, what's your name? Where are you from? My name's Nicholas Dicklin, and I'm actually living here in Ames right now. I just finished up uh, undergrad at Iowa um, State, so I raced triathlon there for a couple years. So Awesome. Yeah. State. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what'd you study? I studied nutritional sciences and biochemistry. Oh, so, wow. yeah. What do you do that? Uh, currently, I'm going to grad school, and then I'll go on to medical school. So hopefully practice medicine someday. What so. kind of medicine? Uh, actually, orthopedic surgery, hopefully. So, But oh, really? I have a little background in emergency medicine, practice for a handful of years as an EMT um, and sort of got my foot in the door there so sort of where I fell in love with uh, sort of the human body and sort of athletics and stuff like that. I hope I never run into you professionally. Hopefully not either yes exactly yeah <laughs> at least hopefully not on a bad day right? Right <laughs> yeah absolutely yes. So uh with this yeah first place amateur yeah exactly that's good enough right yeah, yeah absolutely yes uh, you won this last year as well yes. um, stiff competition this year it was fun to see TJ and Tyson it was it out. yeah uh, where were you in that race describe your day today um, so swim knew I probably couldn't hang with the guys up front um, so got in the second way that we actually went in the water um, sort of started out pretty solid 105s uh, knew that was a little bit faster than I think what the day was gonna bring so dropped back a little bit and then I was able to lead the second swim pack. We got out of the water a um, couple minutes down, um, which sort of sucked a little bit, but more of a stronger biker, so I uh, was working as hard as I could to get at least a little bit of time into uh, Tyson and stuff like that. I could see him a little bit ahead. So worked hard, dug in. Um, we had headwind on the way out for the bike, um, which made it a little bit more challenging, but with uh, you got to pay to play sometimes, so on the way back we had some nice tailwind, um, which was quite nice, and then came in T2, solid T2, um, got the shoes on, went out on the run, uh, realized there was some hardcore work to do. Uh, actually swapped my watch over so I couldn't see what I was running because I knew I just sort of had to dig deep and brought it in and was good enough for the day. So I love that. Are you a triathlete? Yes, sir. And you ran from the gut? I ran from the gut, yeah. So actually my was a runner before a triathlete, so that was sort of a little bit more. So I tried to dig back to my roots a little bit more. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Kind of fun to have a nice try here in Ames. Isn't yeah, it? it's perfect. Literally live right now about a quarter mile from here. So was able to bike in this morning, so couldn't really beat that much. So, cool. yeah. Uh, are you going to continue with tries? Like, what's your destiny with triathlon? Uh, yeah, so uh, for the rest of the season, actually, stopping my sprints. Uh, been racing sprint distance this sort of first half of the year. I'm going to do a nice solid training block, head out, get some elevation training in the next couple weeks, um, and then on to uh, age group nationals, and then uh, racing a World Series in Spain, um, sort of to finish off the season. So, yeah, but keep progressing and stuff like that and uh, working towards 
uh, moving up in the ranks. Awesome. So yeah. I've asked everyone so far about their bike. Yeah. What are you riding today? Right now I'm riding a Trek Speed Concept, the 2022 or 2023 uh, model, um, and opted for some a little bit shallower wheels today. Only we ran 80s, so uh, all black. These are pretty deep. They're a little bit deeper, but decided not on any disc or anything like that. So were you getting blown around a fair bit on the crosswind? Quite a bit, yeah. On the way out, got blown a couple times off into the gravel, which was a little, a little sketchy. But uh, I realized I just sort of needed to lock into that nice low position, and that helped quite a bit break the wind. So. Nice. Um, Message to other triathletes who uh, were on the Iowa State yeah. triathlon. Uh, uh, just dig hard and um, realize that it's an opportunity to do a lot of this. And, you know, it may be hurting really bad while you're actually participating in the sport. But you are bettering yourself and you're doing something that everybody gets to do. So always have a good mindset and good mindset will lead you many, many far places. So. Okay. And finally, uh, one last question. Um, Talk about your hair and mustache. Um, so the hair and mustache, for many, many years, I was actually did music before, so I had longer hair. And uh, both uh, my brother and then somewhat adopted brother um, always uh, grow mustaches much finer than mine. So on race day, they uh, motivated me the last couple of years to uh, try and copy them with the mustache. So I love it. Yes. Well, you're uh, modeling Tyson. Tyson's exactly, yeah. Good, uh, good stash there, yeah, too, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Good to talk to you and uh, thank you good much. luck at uh, Nationals and in Spain. How awesome. fun is that? Tons of fun. So thank you very much. You bet. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You're wearing a medal. Yeah. And you got an Iron Man hat on. I, What's your uh, jacket say? Team, Team Zoot. Team Zoot. That's a triathlon company. You're it, triathlon. it is. It is. I, I, so I'm, I'm Steve Mayberry from Ames, Iowa, and I, I really don't consider myself uh, a triathlete. I just, I'm an old wrestler who doesn't know what to, when to stop. TJ, you know, TJ Tollickson has given me a lot of advice. I follow it, and it works. And uh, I guess I've probably done 17 fulls and maybe 25, 26 halves now. I just got second at Des Moines at the half. I've I've got a few podiums, you know, at fulls, and uh, looking forward to doing the World Championships in Nice, France, in a couple months. And. You know, I'm on the board of the Ames Triathlon, and, and I think it's the best triathlon in the country. So if you haven't done it, get here. What makes it so good? It, it's just everything is so central. We've got the clearest water probably in Iowa to swim in. It's a safe bike course. It's a really fantastic uh, run course where all your friends and family can see you. And, it, and it's just the place to be. Awesome. It's kind of fun. Uh, you mentioned the lake. This is the one time a year you get to swim it, here. It is one time a year, and and it, and and, and everybody's saying, "Hey, this water is so clear," and it is. And as far as choppy, it, you know, it looks like it, but it wasn't bad. And a little bit of wind on the bike, but if. If you've, if you've raced at St. George, this isn't windy. Well, if, if you're from Iowa, you're used to the wind. Yeah. These are our mountains. Yeah. This, this is, Going into the wind. Is, this is just a great triathlon. It is. Uh, why should... Tell me why somebody should get up here and do this thing. It's, everything is... It's right here. It's so centralized. Everybody's friendly. You feel safe. You're not going to get hurt here. The water is, you know, beautiful. Roads are really smooth. The run course is awesome. 
perfect. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Thank uh, you. Good luck at all of your. Yeah. I don't know. Since you're not a triathlete, at your non-triathlon. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Your, uh, it's your ex-wrestling competitions. Good that's, luck at all. That's those. right. Thank you. First of all, what's your name? Where are you from? Donnie Robinson from Ankeny, Iowa. Donnie Robinson from Ankeny, Iowa. And I just heard you did something crazy. Uh, about, Tell me what you did. Well, it was uh, about two years, two and a half years ago. Uh, we did a uh, quintuple Ironman. So it's five Ironman, one Ironman a day for five days. And how'd you do? Got first. A boy. Yeah. I can't believe that's a contest. Well, is that who, who does that? There's there's a few of us in the world that do it, um, but it was it, yeah. There's not it's not like this. You don't have three four hundred people do it. You know you have like 10, 20 people do it. It's not big. It's not a big race. But but they have them all over the world, especially in Europe. So not as Where big in years. It's in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Is it hot? Like tell me about them. No, it was about seventies. Uh, it, it, you know, is 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 in uh, October. And so. It was a pretty, not too bad weather, uh, much like here in October, very similar. So, describe how you feel progressively each day. Um, so, interesting enough, the first day you kind of go off like you would a normal Ironman, and, which was probably not smart on my part, but you're pretty tight after the end of it. They have a massage therapist there, so you go usually hit, hit the massage therapist, stand for a little while, um, get some compression boots on. And then um, day two is probably the worst day. Uh, it's the hardest day because you have to go to that, uh, you know, you're sore, you're tired. Um, but then after that, your body kind of starts getting used to it. It starts to adapt, and you start, day three was not too bad. Um, and day three, I had some other people join the race, too. They were doing three, they were doing three days. So they, they joined us, uh, the people doing the five days. Um, so it was a little more people in the race. Um, so it got more people to compete with. And then day four and five, they were pretty much the same. Just, you basically went out, you knew you had to swim, you know, swim 2.4 miles, bike 112, and you had a marathon. And you just, you keep doing the same every night. You get done, go to the massage therapy tent, get dinner, sit in your compression boots, sleep, get up, do it again. And it was just, uh, you know, and towards the end, you kind of realize, that was a whole week. I just worked a week. Yeah, so. Oh, that's crazy. So that was like two and a half years ago, you said? Yeah, it was uh, October of 2021. Are you just getting recovered? No, it, you know, it did take a few weeks. I, I was planning on doing like a bike race uh, two weeks later. I didn't end up doing it. My legs were not where they needed to be. I was, felt fine, but they just didn't have the zip in them that they had because of it. So it took a few months. Um, I started biking about a month later and running about that same time. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thanks. That's a pretty darn big deal. Thank you. That's fun. Well, I don't know. Is that fun? <laughs> Funny? Fun. Funny. Yeah, when it's over. Yeah. It's type 2 fun, right? Yeah. Uh, that might be type 3 or 4. I don't know. Um, anyway, how was today? Today was great. This course was beautiful. The water was wonderful. One of the clearest lakes I've been in this state. It was a gorgeous lake. Um, bit windy on the bike. Uh, Crosswinds were uh, a bit rough out there. You know, Did you have deep dish on? What were you running? About 80 millimeter. Yeah. So, so I, not dish, but uh, but yeah, it was, it was it was blowing me. Yeah. But but not bad. Um, the course is laid out, so you're you're not you're not in the same direction very long, a couple miles. That's so nice. so you, you, you and the tailwinds were wonderful. 
but the run course was beautiful. I mean, I really loved the, the way they had it laid out. The trail was nice, um, and you know, people out there cheering you on the whole way, so it was fun. Have you done this before? Have, not, not this one, no. Oh, great. No, for sure. Welcome here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear you yeah. uh, say nice things about it. Yeah, I, sure. it's definitely one worth doing. It is, it is definitely one. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on your uh, quintuple, are you yeah. yeah. And uh, congratulations on today. Thank you. You bet. Thanks. Bye. Tell me a little about, about the Iowa State uh, triathlon yes. team, club, club team. Club team, yep. We've been, uh, we actually just this last year celebrated our 20th anniversary as a club, so that was a pretty big deal. Um, we had kind of a fun alumni event and made t-shirts and uh, the whole deal, but right now we have about 30 to 40 active members and uh, we have a big storage locker, we get to keep our equipment, we get to offset race costs for athletes down to as cheap as 20 or $30, which is huge when your races are 70, 80, 90 dollars a piece. Um, we got bikes and trainers for people to use that don't have them, so it's a really great way for people who have, you know, swam, biked, and ran, but also who haven't and want to try something new. Uh, do you think a race um, on home turf will help your club? Absolutely. That's one of the hardest things to get people into the sport is that, you know, school starts in September and that's kind of the end of our race season and there really aren't a lot of races close by in Iowa here so you know if we can have races like this that are right here minutes from the door that's it's so much easier to get people into it and even just encourage them to come watch and then get excited to do one themselves. Perfect well uh, congratulations we'll uh, I'm sure see you on the podium and we'll wait for see what step. All right thank you. Right. <laughs> no, you're good. Is this your first triathlon? It is. It is? How, how was it? Were you nervous? Tell me about it. I was super nervous, but I was pretty confident in the swim, but the bike and one really got me. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And this is, I mean, it's your first triathlon. It's the first one here in Ames. Like, how do you think, course-wise, was it good? Were there difficult parts? What would you say about the whole experience? I thought the whole experience was really fun. It was really good. They put it together, organized it really well. And would you do it again next year? I would. And what would you tell someone who would be in your shoes next year doing their first triathlon? Just go for it. <laughs> I didn't train for it. I just jumped in last minute. So it was good. It was a good experience. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Uh, first of all, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Seth and I'm from Ames, just two miles south of here. So I actually biked over here for the race. It was really nice. Did you have a backpack on? I think I saw you coming down. Yeah, I did, yeah. I think I saw you coming down grand. <laughs> uh, well, listen, your first race, right? Your first yeah, duathlon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what'd you think? What's your reaction? You know, it was actually, it was a super bizarre experience for me jumping off the bike and starting to run. It was, it's an experience I'll never forget. So I actually really loved it. It was so much fun. Super hot though. There's a lot of people walking the 5K. I don't blame them. I was dying. Everything was hurting, but I knew it was almost, the finish line was almost there. So I just kept running and finished. So first in my division, fifth overall. Um, I'm pretty happy considering it's my first ever like bike race and duathlon. So it was really fun. Really well put together, great volunteers, a lot of people came out and sat in the front yard and was cheering people on, which was really fun. So Ames so, embraced it? Yes, yes, like all those different police officers out, directing traffic, it was really, really smooth. I, I thought it was really great. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Bike Talk with Dave and our conversation at the Ames Triathlon about the importance of all those grassroots local events which give beginners a place to start and experienced racers a place to sharpen the saw. Grassroots events are so important in every aspect of our sport. 
from the Thursday night parking lot criteriums to local park mountain bike races, the swimming hole triathlons, and the rural county park and small town gravel races. We need them all. And they all need all of our support, whether as athletes, volunteers, or sponsors. And today was a great lesson to be involved in any way. It certainly helps our sport grow. Speaking of support, I need to thank Chain and Spoke Coffee for supporting the show, and I'd welcome you two as well. I'd love it if you'd rate and review on your favorite podcast platform, and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. When you do, it really helps the show's audience grow. We've grown to be in the top 10 of all podcasts based on number of downloads, so thank you tons and tons for listening and sharing. Now, if you really love the show and you want to help it continue, feel free to support it financially. Just look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com. And when you do, I'll send you a sticker. I also have to thank bikeiowa.com for being the online host of Bike Talk with Dave. Bikeiowa.com has one of the most extensive list of cycling events anywhere. From gravel races to party rides, triathlons to criteriums, Bike Iowa has it all, including the Core 4. On August 19th, I'm planning on being there to tackle the gravel, single track, and pavement, and I would love to see you there as well. Check it out. Are you looking for your next epic cycling adventure? We've got one for you this summer that challenges all the surface types. When the folks at Core 4 say, no surface untouched, they mean it. Champagne gravel, pavement, speedy single track, and all the level B roads. Core 4 doesn't stop at four surface types. They've got an ethos to get all bodies on bikes, and it comes through initiatives which support socioeconomic justice, gender equality, and bike advocacy. It's all about community, opportunity, recreation, and engagement at Core 4. Go early, bring the fam, they've got everything. Bikes, bevs, packet pickup party at Big Grove, live music, free camping, and finish line fun for all. Do not miss the No Surface Untouched action in Iowa City on Saturday, August 19th. 150 and 25 mile options. Follow along on Instagram at Core4Bike and get in the lineup. I'm also excited to head to Lincoln, Nebraska on August 25th, where Dee and I will be sailing our tandem through the gravel seas in the 75-mile version of the Gravel Worlds. Remember, you can find Core 4, Gravel Worlds, and so many more events, gravel, mountain bike, road, triathlon, whatever you like, at bikeiowa.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Tune in next week for even more awesome bike adventures. And remember, you can find every episode and stream on your computer or device from anywhere at biketalk.bike. Have a great week and we will see you on the trails. <music>